Hello, Puggies, and welcome to the Pug Life Show, brought to you by Pug Parties, because your pug deserves to be the best-dressed pug at the porty, and you can check out their outfits at pugparties.com. I'm your host, Donna, and with me are my puggy co-hosts, Charles and Rosie. In this week's episode, I'm talking to you about what happened when I allowed rude comments about my pugs affect me and my pug life. For me, being a pug mum or a crazy pug lady is the best job in the world, but I've had times where I've doubted it. I'll share with you what happened and what got me back to being the best pug mum I could be. But before we start, I want to remind you to subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes so you get advance notice of our next episode and much, much more. Puggies, if you hadn't guessed by now, I'm one of those people who never really thought about having children. I was one of those people that other people talked about because I had pugs that I treated like children. I was the person that other people would look at with the expression that basically said, who is this woman? And I was the person who people would literally say, you can't compare your pugs to children. They're not the same. And in their own way, they're right. In their world, my pugs are not the same as their children. But I'd also argue that in my world, their children are not like my children because my children have fur and they spread it around like glitter on a birthday card. You don't have to understand. You just have to respect that the term children means different things to different people. None are better or worse than the other. So for me, being a crazy pug lady or a pug mum is actually the best job ever, but I've had times where I have doubted it. When Lewis first came to live with me, it never occurred to me not to have him with me wherever I went. We were the mummy-puggy duo taking on the world together. There were definitely places that I couldn't take him back then that I can actually do that now, which is wonderful, and I love that about my pug life today. But generally, Lewis and I had a great time together and we adapted our lives around what we could and couldn't do. And that was fine. So Lewis was the pug that turned me into a crazy pug lady and to be honest, without much effort, and I absolutely loved it. I dressed Lewis when we went out for coffee and cuddles, as I like to call it. And typically people would say lovely things about him, about how cute he looked in his little Hawaiian shirt or his denim jacket or his leather jacket. You can imagine what his wardrobe was like. But it was rare for people to make rude remarks towards us. And usually if they did, I just sort of brushed them off without even thinking about it all that much because really at the end of the day, I felt that it was their problem and not mine. On reflection, I was a proud, crazy punk lady, but I don't think that I gushed about Lewis with random strangers as much as I do about Charles and Rosie now. Having said that, people who knew me knew that it was the Donna and Lewis show until Andrew showed up. And then it was the Donna Lewis and Andrews show. And that was just perfect for us. We were a happy little puggy family. So I suppose I could chalk it up to sort of a different time and place kind of thing. It wasn't until I'd had a bad experience years later when Winston and Charles were young puppies that I lost my sense of self as a crazy pug lady. I was pug shamed by someone who really didn't know anything about pugs and I should have just ignored just like everyone else who'd made rude remarks before them. But for some reason, this time hit home. I still can't figure out why. 
So at the time I was starting a new job, it was my first after retiring from the Navy and I was looking to sort of establish new connections and agreed to have dinner with a colleague and his wife whilst I was on a business trip. Now I was brought up not to talk shop whilst entertaining and to be honest, I wanted to get to know my colleague and his wife as much as I wanted them to get to know me better outside of work. So I invited conversation about their lives and interests and obviously shared mine, being Andrew and my boys. Now, I can acknowledge that I did probably talk about Lewis, Winston and Charles a bit, probably gushed a lot, to be honest, and that can be overwhelming for someone who doesn't love pugs or dogs for that matter. But I think it's safe to say that sort of etiquette would suggest that you listen politely and then move the conversation on to another topic at an appropriate time if you've had enough pug talk for one night or lifetime for that matter. Unfortunately, my dinner guests, in hindsight, didn't have the good grace to listen and join in on the conversation or to even politely redirect it to a topic they were more comfortable with. Instead, they made some very disparaging remarks about pugs in general and about my obvious, inverted commas, obsession with them, like I was deranged. I have to admit that I was taken aback over just how rude they were and I was unsure how I could respond without causing them offence or impacting my ability to socialise with them in the future. Because let's face it, I just started at the company and there were going to be many events in the future where I'd have to interact with them whether I liked it or not. Unbelievably, I still had the presence of mind to give them the consideration that they had not thought to give me And instead of showing them what a deranged pug mum I actually, what a deranged pug mum actually looks and sounds like when people say rude and demeaning things about her or pugs, I politely changed the subject and then left the restaurant as quickly as I could without, yep, that's right, causing them any offence. I can still feel my body reacting to the story after all these years. And although I believe that I was the more gracious person at the table that night, some part of me still wants to jump into a time machine and go back to give them the deranged pug mum serve that they so richly deserved. Wow, puggies. I'm loving this episode and I hope you are too. If you haven't already subscribed to our newsletter, then please click on the link in our show notes so you get advance notice of our next guest and don't forget to join our Facebook group, Live in the Pug Life, so you can be the crazy pug lady you've always wanted to be with our other like-minded crazy pug ladies. Now it's time to get back to the show. Either way, At the time, I don't think I really understood how much their comments affected me. And in hindsight, I actually can't believe that I allowed it to so much. They weren't that important in the scheme of things, nor did they really factor into my life. But for whatever reason, the way they behaved towards me, and by extension, my fur family that night, did impact my behaviour with my fur family in subtle ways that, that took a few years for me to realise and do something about. The way those people made me feel stopped me from living my best pug life for a few years because they made me feel ashamed of loving my pugs as much as I wanted to and as much as I love talking about them like all other people talk about their children. It didn't stop me from loving Winston and Charles as much as I could, 
but it did stop me talking about them with other people. And I didn't take them to absolutely everything and everywhere like I did with Lewis. I was selective on when I exposed Winston and Charles to other people. And what I didn't realise was that I was really being selective on when I exposed myself as their pug mum to the world. Even though I'd wanted to be one since I was a kid, watching the adventures of Milo and Otis, dreaming of the adventures that I would have with my very own Otis equivalent. It wasn't until I decided to take a huge leap by starting punk parties and more importantly, finding my grumble that I realised that I was letting the ignorant comments of some really rude and basically inconsequential people as far as my life was concerned rule my pug life. I'm not saying that it was an overnight transformation, but finding my grumble helped me to start making changes to how I lived it and how much I cared about what other ignorant people might think. Now, I'm glad to say unashamedly that I am once again and very publicly pug crazy. And if people don't want to hear my pug stories, I respect their request, but I also don't tolerate rude comments. Once again, I quite proudly gush about all my pugs past and present. I still dress them up in cute outfits, if you hadn't already realised, and I love taking them to our local cafe for coffee and cuddles. And I stick up for other pug parents when I hear people saying really mean things or just plain ignorant things about them or their pugs. With the unknowing support of other pug parents through my Facebook groups and play groups, I've learned from the experience and now I'm back to trying to live my best pug life again, which I'm really happy about and very proud about. Now it's your turn to talk pug. I'd love to know how you've dealt with negative or rude humans who can't appreciate your pawesomeness. So please share your stories with us over at our Facebook group, Live in the Pug Life. I'll be there supporting your craziness and so will the rest of the grumble. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of The Pug Life Show. If you liked the episode or if you think it'll be useful for someone else, please leave a review over at podchaser.com. And if you've got any questions or want to tell us how much you loved the episode, then let me know over at our Facebook group, Live in the Pug Life, where crazy pug ladies meet to talk all things pug. So until next time, puggies, have a pawsome week and humans be generous with the snackies.